Welcome to our very first podcast. My name is Denise Bruder. I'm the founder at Sway Workplace. I'm here with Genev Dubay. And along with our friend Jamie Vole, we are the team that are on a mission to empower women in the new world of work. Hi, Denise. Hey, Genev. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty excited. <laughs> That's great. Actually, Sam excited as an understeep in our first podcast. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Very exciting. So if you could tell us a little bit about where your idea for Sway came from, the problem you see in the workforce, and just how you see it moving forward with Sway. The reason I started Sway Workplace is because I have a really strong feeling and a passion behind the idea that we have an opportunity now to solve for the fractured, broken nature of work and the workplace. The model of work that affects everyone is 100 years old. It was entirely suitable back then. Ford came out with the factory and the assembly line and bringing people off the farmlands into the assembly line and within the factory in an organized fashion, cutting tasks down to individual pieces so people who had skills, lower level skills, working, generating income, and the development of the American dream and the family system. And that model held for years. But what's interesting is our economy evolved. So we no longer today are centered on a physical asset and center of the economy. Today's the knowledge economy. We got there through innovation in technology mm-hmm. and innovation in our digital awareness of how to create value. Mm-hmm. It's our mission at Sway to redesign the rules of the world of work to actually create an equitable, easily accessible model of work mm-hmm. that not only morally corrects the challenges we've had in the workplace to date, but truly, from an economic perspective, sets us up locally and nationally to be competitive for the 21st century. So our view at Sway Workplace is global, and it refers to how all women work, not only in one industry, but across industries. And it refers not just to the type of work that we do, but it refers to how, where, and why we work. Right. I mean, the most tangible thing I can think of right now is like the nine to five. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you have to, you you get to a certain place in your career. It doesn't matter what level you're at. You're going to an office, you're sitting there, you're managing, you're working, whatever it is. Um, And why do you think women are, have been kind of excluded? Why has that been more difficult for women to kind of break into that? Well, not breaking into it, but in terms of sustaining that as a model of work, mm. um, the, the real root of it is the fact that life is not nine to five. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> right? right? Yes. I mean, if only life was a linear <laughs> function. Seriously. Then there'd be no surprises and everything would fit in a tidy box with a bow on top. Mm-hmm. But that's not the way life is. Life mm-hmm. is difficult and it changes year on year. As you grow, maybe you have a family, maybe you don't. Your responsibilities, your caregiving to yourself and to others changes. And life is not nine to five. Um, So it never was, it's not suitable truly for anyone. Right. right? The idea of commuting, Mm. spending anywhere from one to three hours a day on a commute. Mm. I mean, one to three hours. Do you know what I could do with three hours a day? (laughs) Three hours a day. That's an enormous amount of time. Yeah. It's a drain on time. It's a drain on equity. And it's just not efficient. So... You know, we've talked before as well about the fact that there's a lot of elements here in play as to why we have a major disconnect in the workplace today and why it's difficult for women to be in it. And, you know, I don't think that it is the case that there is like a bunch of white guys in pinstripe suits sitting around a table in a closed office somewhere (laughs) wondering how do we continue to suppress women (laughs) in the workplace? I I don't think that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. So the historical context is important because if you can see every point along the way, we've innovated and we have created something new 
and we've changed and adopted. And what have we done? We've created more value. So right now, we are at a major point of reinnovating where the workplace, the design will work. Right. I, I, I personally find that really interesting because, as you know, I've left an agency to pursue freelance graphic design. And it was exactly that. It was that I wanted more freedom in just mm-hmm. my daily life. It wasn't necessarily based on a, on a bunch of beliefs. It was just like, this is exhausting. Pract- <laughs> yeah. Practically <laughs> or like, speaking. Yeah. I just felt like I couldn't dive into things I enjoyed or spend time with people I loved, like in, in a way that, you know, was sustainable for me. And as challenging as sometimes freelance work is, it's so much more rewarding and fits just so much more with who I think I am and how I work. But at the same time, every time I say that I'm freelance to anyone, they're like, oh, like, is that, how are you? You know, (laughs) like, are you, can you get medication for that? (laughs) But, um, and and I have, it's funny that you say like things are changing. I have a lot of friends that are like, it, it is more of a common mm-hmm. thing now. Oh, I'm doing my own thing or I'm handling mm-hmm. this or I see ads all the time about how to, you know, CRMs to manage your own, mm-hmm. your client base. Um, that's really exciting. But like, I think that might, is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that might be a way that you're saying enterprises or employers are losing these talented people because they're looking elsewhere to work in a way that suits them. They're losing people, but they're also not accessing a huge Mm. pool of people. So one way I kind of visualize it is that I think that, you know, the bedrock of our economy in the U.S., which has been strong and will continue to be strong, underneath that bedrock is a deep, deep well of untapped female talent. Mm. And that has such moral value, societal value, and an extraordinary amount of economic value. So I think that it's females in the workforce that are underutilized because of the disconnect in the way we work. And there are those that can't even get into the workforce. Mm-hmm. could be a technology disadvantage, a location disadvantage, a time disadvantage, an education disadvantage, right? Yeah. But we, all those tools to solve that are readily available. Especially now. Especially now. Yeah. I was also just thinking about, you know, our past conversations about where this lack of value comes from. Mm-hmm. For like when you talk about, you know, females in the workforce and just women really kind of taking charge and taking control of their skills and using them well. Um, do you think, I know we spoke before that you're thinking this comes more from internally, from the women themselves. And how is Sway going to be helping those women who have the skills who are just thinking, I don't think I'm cut out for this yet? Yeah, so that's actually a huge part, and that's something you and I have talked about time and time again, is that I do really think that the root of one of the roots of the issues that we have for women in the workplace is simply a confidence issue. Mm. And it's a hard thing to recognize, to say, and to find it in yourself, but I do believe it's true. Mm. There is this theory called the imposter syndrome, which is something that I only really became aware of as a term over the course of the last year. But once I heard about it, it made so much sense to me. And the imposter syndrome is this idea that, in, the, in its extreme form, that you're never really truly deserving of where you are, or you kind of got here by accident, mm. or I'm going to work really hard so people don't really find out that I kind of don't really <laughs> belong here or deserve this, yeah. even though you've done all the legwork and all the hard work and perhaps years of preparation and studying to get yourself to a successful point in your career is that disconnect between externally the way people see your work product Mm -hmm. and internally about how you feel about it. It's a really hard thing to acknowledge that you have, and I think everyone has it to some degree. Um, So for me, the the confidence issue is a huge piece to unlock, Mm -hmm. and I think that that is a major invisible barrier 
that's mm-hmm. been holding back women in the workplace for decades and decades. Mm-hmm. But to even talk more broadly about that, it wasn't. I don't think you're born with that, mm-hmm. right? I don't think you're born with this lack of confidence. I think there's a lot of external factors in the world of work that cause people to internalize and females to internalize that feeling. And that goes back to the structure of work. So if we take a little walk through time, like I mentioned, I think it's super important to take a look back. Mm. If we look over the innovations of our economy in the U.S., we started way back when as a hunter-gatherer system. And that was probably the last period where we had like real equality in the workplace, <laughs> right? You hunted right. and you gathered. Yeah. You know, you, it was survival of the fittest in that case. And we evolved and innovated to the agricultural economy when we figured out how to tame wild animals and to cultivate crops in a mass form, we created the agricultural economy and townlands started coming about and work was at the major farmlands and there was the classes in society began to to develop. The next level of evolution beyond that was another period of innovation. And that innovation was the beginning of the industrial revolution. Mm. And we had a succession of major innovation, steam and electricity and Uh, being able to produce steel and railroads, very significant pieces of innovation that shaped the workplace. Mm, Right. One of the pieces of innovation also occurred at the time of Fordism. So 100 years ago, when we developed the series of uh, the assembly line within the factory system, that was literally 100 years ago. And that was actually a huge part of how the workplace evolved. Mm. Because what happened was the factory and the assets within the factory was at the center of our economy. So everyone revolved around the physical factory. So people were brought in. So if you previously were an artisan Mm -hmm. and you made a chair and it took 10 steps to make a chair, what happened as we evolved into into the assembly line system was that task was broken into 10 different people. So mm-hmm. each person had one individual task, working on a specific location, specific hours, doing very specific things. Mm-hmm. That model has persisted over the course of the last 100 years, and it's the model that we employ today. But we've had a lot of evolution in innovation, and we've gone from an asset economy to a knowledge economy. So the mm-hmm. workplace today is entirely disconnected, and it's not suitable for the future. So there is an immense period of change happening, and my view, and I feel really passionate about it, but this is a time that we kind of collectively can come together to stand up and put our hand up and say, now's the time for change and mm. rewrite the approach to work. Mm. I love um, just that phrase, rewriting the approach to work, because that's that's really where the issue is. It's how we're thinking about work, whether we're an employee or an employer. Um, can you talk a little bit about where you believe that starts? I know just from our past conversations that we've discussed it being about a strong community. Can you maybe talk a little bit more? Place? Um, community is absolutely the center of the SWE model, SWE workplace. And that's what we are. First and foremost, we are a community, a female forward community embracing this new model of work. So community, you know, community exists in many forms. Uh, you have a friend group. You guys are a community. You have a family. You're a community. Mm. You belong to a church. You're a community. You work somewhere. You are a community. It is the most central human feature, humanistic feature. You're not, we're not designed to be alone, mm. right? Literally, mm-hmm. the world would end. The human race would cease to exist. <laughs> we're not right. designed to be alone. We are designed to operate in communities. And that is, by nature, a community is a place, whether it be virtual or in person, to connect with like-minded people 
for sharing of ideas and thoughts. Because that's what the game is, right? It's a raising our awareness level, raising our consciousness about how the world should and can work and always improving ourselves. Generation mm. by generation, we invent, we innovate, we create, we move on, we develop, mm. right? It's the theme of life right. from, time to from, from generation to generation. So community is the mechanism with which how we get there. Mm. So Sway Workplace definitely features the female forward workplace. And it is my personal mission I feel very passionately connected to it to solve for the pain points and the challenges for women in the workplace because work is such a central issue that features in your entire life. And if you can solve for that, we empower women and make work and life more accessible and more equitable, right? Mm. Happier homes, happier towns, happier societies. So there is nothing more powerful than the mechanism of a community. And because our collective voice and our ability to share thoughts and ideas and be seen and heard and accepted, that is enormous power. And through Sway Workplace, which is our community, through the nature of that, we can affect real lasting change in the world of work for how women approach work. Mm. Um, I just want to ask you, just Mm -hmm. for our listeners too, just if you could give us a little bit of um, a summary of your background, because obviously a lot of your perspective and your passion for this Um, for Sway is coming from a place of experience, experiencing the workforce and maybe seeing some uh, areas of improvement. And what did that look like for you? So work for me has actually always been, and it's interesting, Sway Workplace is a very purposeful project for me. And if I look back over my entire life since I was a child, I can see how everything led me to this path. Mm. So I grew up in a small town in the west of Ireland. Mm. And in Ireland over many, many decades, Work and the absence of work has been a topic that's really shaped our local community and as a country, immigration mm. that's evolved over the years and the impact that has to a local community. So the value of work, whether you had it or didn't, always was a topic and a common theme for me. Mm. And the Irish are known to it, it is true, have always had this instilled really hard and thorough work ethic, probably origin- originating from the, the agricultural nature of our economy to date, which mm-hmm. is very manual, hands-on type of a work ethic. Mm-hmm. The other big theme in my life that has been really influential truly is the power of uh, strong women and having strong women in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother has always been a terrific example. My aunts and my close friends always very, l- as a group, strong in opinion and strong in thought and strong in action. Mm. and has always set a terrific role model for me. So when I look at myself, my own friends, and my daughter that I'm raising, I think about her, and I try to pass in the same type of strengths to her. So, Denise, we've talked so far about the problem Sway is solving, and a little bit about your background and where this whole thing came from. Um, I'd love to transition now into just hearing more from you about how you see Sway actually moving this forward and moving this vision forward. Earlier this year, I took a real hard look at what the future of work was mm-hmm. and what it meant. And I was actually surprised. Future of work, that's actually a term. It's an investable space. It's an area for innovation. People mm-hmm. are thinking about it and talking about it. But they're talking about it at the 30,000 feet level. So a great example is I took part in a course with MIT has a f- task, uh, future of work task force. And they have a course they offered early in the year. And there was me and 80 people around the world that really took a hard look at the evolution of work over time 
the consequences of the evolution, why work is broken today, and where we're going. There's a lot of much deeper questions to be answered here, and there's a lot of discussion and debate happening around it. But for me, and I was looking at that course material and I was considering it for myself and my own thought process about work, I was honestly a little scared mm. slash petrified. Because when I consider women in the workplace, we literally have 100 years worth of problems we brought with us because work has never suited females entirely before. Mm. Now, when you look ahead and the nature of how technology is impacting the workplace, uh, we are, as a female workforce, subject to major disruption over these coming years. So I saw us already disadvantaged from the past mm. and a huge problem evolving in the future. And to me, with technology changing the landscape, and the door's already open for change, my thought is now the time to rewrite the rules in a cohesive way mm. that actually creates a model to be followed. So taking theory that's being discussed at in the ILO, the International Labor Organization, at the large academic institutions, and boiling it down to actionable points in a model, for me, is the way to step forward into this new model of work. Mm -hmm. So on Sway Workplace, at its core, is a future of work readiness platform. And our value at Sway is to address women in the workforce by preparing ourselves for the coming change of work, That's proactively funny. doing so. Yeah, it's, uh, it's getting ahead of what you believe is going to happen naturally anyway because of technology. But you're saying, you know, it's not so much not letting technology just drive the results by saying, hey, this is going to change, so let's adjust our thinking instead of being like, whoa, like, <laughs> what do we do now? <laughs> you know, I'm a big believer that uh, change happens to you or you make change happen. Mm. And I really think that we are at a, this period of time, a golden opportunity to make change happen in a way that truly solves for the barriers that women have faced in the workplace and prevent future ones from occurring. And Another big thing about why this is such amazing timing is if you think about the past and women in the workforce, it's, I visualize it almost like we're walking uphill, which means we're walking and we're getting there, but it's slow and it's difficult because we're uphill mm -hmm. and we're facing resistance all along the way. What's happened over the last couple of years is the C-suites and, uh, and senior management and major corporations across the U.S. and across the world are acknowledging the need for more female representation in the workplace. Again, there's the moral need to do so, societal impacts, but also the dollars and cents, what makes economic sense, right? Um, these organizations do a lot of work and they have employee resource groups and they have a lot of channels for making this work, but they s and they set goals, so a diversity mm -hmm. goal, right? Right. So sometime between now and the next five years, we wanna hit X number of people, representative of females in the workforce. The problem that they're they're now coming out with is the fact that they can get females in the door, but they can't just keep them there. Mm -hmm. It's not sustainable, right? Mm -hmm. The culture is what needs to be changed, not necessarily ticking a box, but we need to have a mindset shift on how we view ourselves in the workforce as a female forward workforce, how the workforce sees us, and collectively where it is that we're going. Thank you so much for listening to our first Sway podcast. We would love to hear your feedback on what we talked about today and every other podcast. 
It is truly the value in community. So if we hear your feedback, we'll share your thoughts with the community members. And if you have ideas on things that you think we should be talking about or you want to hear about it, please always share your feedback at podcast.swayworkplace.com. You have a voice. We value it. And we want you to be part of the Sway community today and as we develop it going forward. Remember, you can always reach out to us at hello at swayworkplace.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.